Oye Akinola, Head of Research and uh, Teaching out at the Institute for Pan-African Thought and Conversation. Talk to him about the silencing of the guns and lethal force of arms on the continent and, of course, many of the security issues that we faced with. And uh, he joins us tonight. Dr. Akinola, good evening to you and welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. Good evening and thanks for having me. Thank you very much. Let's maybe start the Institute of Pan-African Thought and Conversation. What is it? What do you guys do? <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, one of the core uh, responsibilities of the Institute is to provide a platform for researchers, for policymakers, for activist civil society to have a very robust engagement on issues that is at the heart of Africa. And, so and we conduct... Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, no, go ahead, sorry. Now, what I have to say, we conduct research, we advise policymakers, and we also try to influence policy as much as we can on something on uh, African uh, relations. Mm, mm. Now, now, I'm also, I guess, uh, quite interested, um, insofar as the work is, is concerned, on, uh, you know, we, we're really in a mood of conflict, right? I mean, it might be what is happening out in Ukraine and Russia. It might be the tensions. We saw Joe Biden, uh, you know... Um, saying quite a bit on uh, the looming or nascent potential of a conflict in, uh, 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 between China and Taiwan and uh, the role that the U.S. would play there. And um, often, I guess, when that kind of news, even on our continent, is syndicated, we, it sometimes obscures or overlooks that there are many conflicts that we are seized with on our continent as well. Uh, least of all, just um, here, far, not far from where we are in Mozambique, um, you go out to the West African you know, parts of the world and even, I guess, Ethiopia and Tigray. H- how do we characterize these conflicts in 2022? What makes them distinct from what we've seen before on our continent and what makes them, I guess, um, very much in the same vein? Uh, thank you. Uh, if, if the truth must be told, the con- there, there is a new trend of conflicts uh, in, in Africa, particularly in the Sahel. Uh, I know Africa has been noted for conflict over the years, even over the decades. Uh, but what we are witnessing now is particularly relatively new, not totally new, but something that Africa thought that they had overcome, uh, particularly talking about coups. And you also know that Africa had not been... Uh, uh, are not been a terrain or host to uh, Islamic fundamentalism. And we are seeing this particularly in new areas like Southern Africa, talking about Mozambique. Uh, so we, we are seeing something that we could call a new trend of conflict uh, in Africa. What are the features of this new trend of conflict? Uh, now, <laughs> what I usually say is that we have to look at the political economy of conflict. And when, when we say that we have to look at the impact on the state-based society and the economy itself, mm. and we also need to look at how people are reacting to this conflict. Uh, let me give you an instance. In the, in the 1960s, in the 1970s, coup d'etat was regarded as an aberration. Mm. Or you've seen cases where the, the society are jubilating. They are happy that a civilian administration have been toppled. That's is particularly uh, uncommon in the history of Africa. Of course, we had very 
skeletal cases. You also need to know that in those days, when we see the presence of foreign troops, uh, foreign intervention, Africa used to receive them with an open arms. But we have seen cases mm. in the Sahel where people were jubilating when Mali asked the, uh, asked the ambassador of France to leave. Even in Burkina Faso, the, the section of the population were jubilating and hostile to, 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 to Western forces in their country. Those are new trends. Talk, talk to me about that latter trend. I mean, this idea, especially in the case of Mali, and how you think about it. I mean, this idea now of saying you would expel or even, I guess, take a more assertive stance in military agreements with the former mother country, and I use that in very inverted commas. Um, I mean, what do you make of that? And I say that uh, very much in line with a, a protest action that we saw in South Africa earlier on today, which I'll come back to. But how do you make sense of this? Is this a moment of a, a sort of an anti-imperialist stance in the Malian military establishment? Is this a decolonial moment? Or is this, I guess, very much a difference of opin- opinion in uh, an informal, I guess, um, political economy accumulation network, as some people are suggesting? Mm. Uh, Thank you so much. Let me first say that uh, we know that France has been holding sway in the Sahel. Uh, France doesn't want to disengage from their former uh, colonies, and Mali, of course, is one of them. But I know that the distance of Mali could be something of a pan-African nature. It's something some pan-Africanists will celebrate that Mali was able to stand against France and ask France to vacate its uh, territorial integrity. But however, if you look at it in another way, then you are particularly worried that it's not as if Mali is disengaging from foreign domination completely, but it was just disengaging from France and welcoming other imperial powers like Russia. Uh, What we are seeing now as possibly uh, expose Russia more to people that could have been more accommodating. But what I'm saying is that Russia is in Mali, China is in Mali, Turkey is in Mali, strengthening their ties with Mali uh, military. And that should concern the African Union and ECOWAS because those are very undemocratic countries that are taking over in Mali and other Sahel countries. So in a way, it's like, a, I guess, a, a new bargaining relationship between mother country and former colony. That, that is it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, 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 well, I know that France, they don't have uh, gold, and, and they have gold deposits in their country, uh, and they don't have, the, they don't have mining, <laughs> mining industries, but they have all kinds of mining resources. Mm-hmm. In transfer from Africa to their country. The point I'm making is that it doesn't matter the name of the country that is in Mali, but they have the same interest. So I would have respected the stance of Mali if they had expelled France and not immediately romancing with other foreign powers like Russia, like China, and Turkey. Mm. So, very much uh, not an anti imperial moment. For, no. for yourself there. But talk to me about what's happening out in Tigray and Ethiopia. Uh, and in many ways, I guess some have characterized it as the unresolved national question uh, of uh, what type of 
nation Ethiopia becomes in that part of our continent? Um, and what is a nation? What is, you know, uh, uh, this whole idea, I guess, of a unitary versus maybe a more quasi-federalist type arrangement, uh, in, especially insofar as, I guess, the Tigrayan uh, People's Liberation Front is concerned. What do you make of how that conflict has unfolded? Uh, I, I'm, I'm particularly worried uh, because we we have the, uh, a personality that have taken the maximum uh, award for peacemaking in the world. He won that award. I'm talking of Abib, and despite the fact that we might not know all the stories, but what we are getting was just that there was a battle management style. Uh, I know that Ethiopia, or let me say Addis Ababa, is the seat of Africa, the headquarter of Africa in court. That's a place where Africa has seen as a very peaceful country. So for the conflict to degenerate into a stage where the federal forces are killing both civilians and the regional officials of the regional government, that is particularly worrying. And I'm more worried because the AU and other African leaders have been relatively passive. It was as if there was an announcement by Ethiopia that none of the African leaders should react. You can see the way many of us are reacting to the Ukrainian-Russian conflict, and I did not see African leaders reacting to what is happening. I don't want to label maybe the federal forces or the regional forces, but the question is just that Ethiopia shouldn't degenerate into a conflict zone. It is particularly extreme uh, for Africa, and particularly for the regional organization that is seated in mm. Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. It is very worrisome. What's the purpose of these regional organizations if they can't bring the necessary authority to bear to at least silence the guns or bring people to dialogue in a conflict of this kind? That's what, if you notice the African Union, it is an organization of political leaders. So uh, it depends on your weight, and we know the Ethiopian leader is extremely powerful, influential within the AU. So perhaps, but my thoughts is just that you will have spoken particularly to the leadership of the AU and possibly scare them all because if AU is a supranational organization that is claiming to be, then it has authority to intervene directly. We have the Africa, uh, the AU standby force that can move into uh, Tigray, into Ethiopia because of humanitarian crisis. We all know that there's an humanitarian crisis in, in Ethiopia presently, and even the humanitarian uh, organization could not even have access to those conflict zones. This is extremely antithetical to what AU stands for. So they should have been they, they should have been able to intervene despite their incapacity. Mm. They could have used the, 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 the panel of the wise, for instance. They could have used the early warning signal. They knew that that conflict would degenerate into these kinds of uh, extreme violent conflict. So they should have mediated at that level. Mm. But one is particularly disappointed that that did not happen. We see greater polarization um, geopolitically at a global level. And certainly we come from a history in the 20th century where every conflict became a proxy conflict for the superpowers in whatever shape or form. Go to Angola, go to Ethiopia, South Africa, Namibia, you know, I mean, the list is endless on our continent. 
are we in a similar moment now? And the reason why I say this is not only insofar as, uh, you know, the divergence of messages we often see from many African countries and some of their counterparts in Europe, President Ramaphosa and Chancellor of Germany, uh, Olaf Scholz yesterday, but also, I guess, insofar as the looming conflict, uh, Taiwan-China, which might uh, see the intervention of the United States. Uh, Where are we insofar as you know, uh, the geopolitical, I guess, implications of that. And uh, have we shifted away from the proxy conflicts of an earlier age? Uh, you know, if if you if one pay a keen attention to the ongoing conflict, uh, it is just a replica of what we have had over, over the century from 1944. It was just Cold War being reenacted. And both NATO, I mean, NATO and the West, and Russia and the anti-West trying to test their, their power. Of course, we know that it's not as if the United States has drastically declined in power, but there are other emerging big powers like China, like the, you know, the combination of the BRICS country, like even Russia itself that have solidified over the years. So for me, it is still it boils down to 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 power assertion in the international system. Of course, Russia is also trying to to test its own power and trying to reassert its own authority in the world and look. Cold War might have ended, but that as part of the superpowers that they still have the power to move into any country, that you know, you see the way they are also threatening uh, the countries around them, like Poland, trying to blackmail them into, into not joining NATO. So what we are witnessing now is almost the same thing that we witnessed during the Second, uh, the second World War and even during the Cold War. Mm. And Africa is also reacting in a way that uh, is not too closely related to how they reacted during the Cold War. We are, many of them were non-aligned and they kept exceedingly quiet. But now they are trying to assert also their, their power in the international system. Maybe they also want to seek the opportunity to make their voices uh, more known and more heard in the international system. Yeah, yeah. Last one, uh, Prof, uh, I guess uh, as we let you go. The implications that all of this have for um, the grand vision that I guess many people came together on the 25th of May 1963 to work through, which even as it started, I guess, was fraught with its own divisions. But uh, the implications of all of these conflicts and I guess the capability to resolve them. um, How far are we in uh, all of these messy, unfinished tasks of African unity? Yeah, I think Afri- African Union, OAU, and Africa, they, will, they have come a long way. And, uh, of course, we can mention many conflicts like the Tigray, like the Sahel, uh, or relatively let's, let's, civil wait, prof, war prof, have ended in prof, Africa. Let's do this. Let, yes. Let's pause. Sorry, I, I see I've got a spot break much sooner than I expected, and I don't want to sort of cut and truncate your response there. So let's take a brief break. When we come back, I'll allow you to respond. Swipe and save extra with Checkers Liquor Shop. Like two six-packs of 340ml Carling Black Label beer for only 125 rand. Save 35 rand. Offer valid until 9 June at Checkers Liquor Shop or online at liquorshop.co.za. Not for persons under the age of 18. Drink responsibly. It seems like we're always fighting a never-ending battle against a rundown immune system. When faced with the stress of daily living, your immune system is overworked, trying to protect your body. Are you sure you're giving it everything it needs to function at its best? Procidon is a powerful antioxidant designed to rid your body from harmful toxins and strengthen your immune system.
Procidin also assists in prevention of illness and promotes overall health. Procidin is available at all pharmacies. For more information, go to valueaddedlife.com or visit our Facebook page. If it doesn't say Procidin, it is not Procidin. Send your voice notes now. 079-191-4270. 18 minutes it is before 9 p.m. It's our Africa Day discussion. Joined by Dr. Adioye Akinola and... Uh, yeah, he uh, speaks to us from the Institute for Pan-African Thought and Conversation, where he's the head of research and training. And uh, we speak to him, of course, about uh, the uh, fractious um, conflicts that we see across the length and breadth of our continent. And uh, 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 Dr. Akinola, maybe just as we wrap up, uh, as you conclude your point there. Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, well, one thing that uh, Africa would later regret was how uh, the president of Libya, the strongman of Libya, was assassinated by the West. Uh, of course, after the assassination from 2011, both arms and ammunition began to proliferate to other zones in Africa, particularly the Sahel, whereby we now have fighters from Libya coming down, arms and ammunition now come, you know, being transferred across uh, African borders. And or particularly, this is sad because it also coincided with this global terrorism across uh, the world. So Africa could not but be a part of that global surge of Islamic uh, terrorism. But despite that, African countries have been able to also show some resilience. And I love the multilateral nature of their response to some of the conflicts. You see countries coming together, South Africa sending troops to Mozambique, Rwanda sending troops to Mozambique, South Africa, other African countries sending troops to Somalia. So in a way, African countries have been trying to also uh, intervene as much as they could. But despite their efforts, uh, there's still a gap, and I feel uh, if African leaders show more commitment, uh, Africa will be a better place for all of us. Dr. Akinola, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're listening to Metro FM Talk.